Welcome back, manifestors, and welcome to Manifest Your Dreams. I'm your host, Lexi Wilson, a speaker and manifestation teacher who loves to help women learn practical ways to turn their dreams into plans. If you feel called to change your life and create the outcomes that you want, then this is the show for you. So let's go ahead and get into today's episode. You guys, I'm not even going to lie. This is the sixth time that I have tried to record an episode. (laughs) I literally start recording and then I feel like I start fumbling over my words. And let me tell you why. It's because Mercury is in retrograde. And that is a truth I will stand by. That is a hill I will die on. It is because it is in retrograde. Okay, Mercury impacts all forms of communication, travel, thought process, and your girl is struggling. And I believe I was struggling last week. So <laughs> I'm just feeling it. And you know what? This episode might have me sounding a mess, okay? I might trip over my words a couple of times. I might make some mistakes. You know, at this point, I'm just keeping it raw and real with you, okay? Because I am not going to do a lucky number seven on this recording. (laughs) We're just going with it. (laughs) Okay. All right. Here we are, y'all. Here we are. First of all, let's talk about (laughs) the purpose of today's episode, which is how to find your purpose inside of your birth chart. So we are not going to just talk about how to find your purpose in general in life because you know what? I don't, listen, I'm ruled by the planet of difficulty. So I love to, you know, keep it spicy. You know what I'm saying? Why make it easy when you can make it hard? Okay. Yeah. Go wherever your mind went and make that joke. I'm good. Okay. And I'm probably a mess at this point because like I said, I've had to record this six times. So we're just going to go with it. Oh man, this episode is going to be interesting. But today I wanted to talk about how to find your purpose in your birth chart because I am the astrologer. I'm not just a manifestation teacher, a manifestation coach and speaker. I am not just amazing and beautiful and wonderful. No, No. okay, I told you guys, this is going to be a mess because I think it's just, I'm accepting that Mercury retrograde is messing with my mind and messing with my communication and messing with my technology. And there's a, there's a, a, a simple surrendering that's happening right now. And because of that energy, it's allowing me to be a little bit of a mess. <laughs> so I hope that you will still trust me as we go down the rabbit hole of astrology and purpose. So anyways, getting back to the point, the point is, is that I am the astrologer. And so I don't want to just give you some, you know, self-help ideas on how to find your purpose. No, girl, let's get into the magic. Let's get into the magic. (laughs) And so when I am helping people to uncover who they are, why they're here, What I do is I look inside of certain aspects of the birth chart to help me break it down. Now, before I go even further, what I want to say is this. You know how when you go to the doctor, you know, most times uh, they have specialties, you know, that the ENT is, you know, 
ear, nose, and throat doing his thing over there. You know, you got your gynecologist. She's doing her thing over there. You got your dentist doing her thing. You know, everybody has their thing. And obviously, you got your general practitioners, which do a little bit of everything. Everything is connected, even though we may have specialties. So inside of your birth chart, it's kind of the same thing. We can look at specific areas of your chart to help you get a deeper understanding of things. But the reality is, is that you are not just that one piece of your chart. This is evidence a lot in pe people who only look at their sun sign. This is why a lot of people think, oh, astrology isn't accurate because I check Cosmo and I see my horoscope and it is always trash. Well, first of all, they are trying to find meaning for every single person in this one magazine in like a paragraph. I, no, that's not gonna work, okay? I'm just gonna tell you right there. Somebody is going to say that that's inaccurate because of course it is. Then number two, you are not just your sun sign. That's like saying I'm just my nose. I'm not just my nose, right? Nor am I just my toes. <laughs> Again, we're accepting that I'm a mess today, okay? Blame it on Mercury and retrograde. I am doing that. But the point is, is that I am a sum of all of those things. I'm my fingers, I'm my toes, I'm my nose, I'm my hair, I'm my knees, you know, all of that. And so are you. So you are your sun, you are your moon, you are your Mercury, you are your Jupiter. And when we look at the totality of all of those planets and how they relate to one another, how they communicate with each other, that is what helps us to understand us being astrologers or if you, you know, are so our astrology or not, or just understand based basic things about astrology, that is what helps you to understand who you are. And so when we want to find out, well, what is my purpose? Why am I here? We can look at the totality of the chart to give us an idea of what that is. We also are not just here for one purpose. We're here for many purposes. I mean, you think of, for example, I'll meet with a client who will say, I know that I was here to be a mother to my child. And I love that. But is there anything else? Is there anything more? Or is this all that I meant for? And the truth is, if you are asking that question, then the answer is yes. If you are feeling like there's something else out there, it's that desire is a calling. It's a beacon trying to point you in the direction of what you want. So you might Yes, of course, you were meant to be a mom, but you might also be meant to serve in, I don't know, some other capacity, whatever you choose to be, to be a musician, to open up a nonprofit, to um, be, become a foster mom. You know, there's so many millions of things that you can do uh, that you can decide what to do. So we're here to kind of do a lot of things and we can choose to try to do it all or we can choose to really hone in and focus on the things that that we feel are gonna give us the most joy in our lifetime. So let's dive in. First of all, I'm gonna start with the sun sign. When we're trying to find what your purpose is, yes, we can look at your sun sign. Your sun sign is the, the sign that when people say like, what's your sign? They're asking for that sign. They're saying, where was the sun at the time of your birth? <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're saying. Okay, so the next time a girl or a guy hits on you and they're like, hey, what's your sign? Imagine that they're really saying this in a really sexy face, that voice. They're just going, 
Where was the sun at the time of your birth? <laughs> and the belief is that based off of where the sun was, you carry the essence of the energy of that time. And there's truth to that. So the sun tells us your personality. It tells us a little bit about what, uh, what lights you up and maybe how you express yourself. But it also can give us a, a, some insight into what you're here to learn. It gives us a window into what you desire in order to feel fulfilled or to feel seen. So for example, me as the Capricorn, Capricorn, some of the themes that Capricorn are all about are about career, about reputation, about achievements and higher calling. It's also about purpose, drive, um, and ambition. And so the fact that my son was in the sign of Capricorn, it says that what really drives me is achieving, is having purpose behind every single thing that I do. I don't even like to cook if I don't feel like there's a purpose behind it. Like, what are these tomatoes going to help me with? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so that is one of those things that it's like when I understand, oh, well, because I'm the Capricorn, part of my purpose is learning a little bit more about those themes that Capricorn rules over. Uh, now, depending on how much your sun sign is present in your chart, uh, for example, with me, I have a Capricorn stellium because I have three or more energies in the planet of Capricorn, that means that I have a lot of lessons in the energy of Capricorn and that I am very Capricorn in the way that I process and do things in life. Uh, but this is why, for example, I had a reading the other day with a Pisces who had a ton of Gemini in her chart. So even though she is a Pisces sun, because she has a lot of Gemini roaming through her chart, it gives us an idea that the themes that Gemini rules over are actually a huge part of what she's here to learn, to face, to overcome, to be, and that in doing so, she will find a lot of joy. So again, when you see what your sun sign is, it's just one part of a larger part of the conversation helping you to see, okay, well, what, what does the Gemini rule over. And now I can see that by seeing that Gemini rules over communication or that it rules over siblings and um, uh, education, now that helps me to see, well, what are the lessons that I'm often finding myself learning about siblings and relationships in that way or about communication? Do I struggle with it? Is it challenging? Is it something that is actually quite easy to me? Could that mean that maybe I could find a career in communication because it's something that feels easy to me? You see how that kind of like keeps growing and growing when you dive deeper into, oh, well, the sun was in Gemini when I was born, so this is what that means. It also lets us know where your strengths are because your son tells us where you're going to find it easy to express yourself. So again, let's use Gemini as the example. Since Gemini rules over communication, Geminis tend to be very communicative, uh, whether it's a lot of talking or whether it's being great at writing or great at any kind of artistic communication form uh, like art, 
uh, not art, painting. <laughs> I mean, I guess art too, it's all the same, but painting um, and things like that. Anytime where they get to express a message in some way, they may find that it's actually very, very easy for them to do. Now, there is a thing such as nature versus nurture. This is something I learned in my master's program when I was learning to become a therapist. There's your natural nature. This is who you are without any influence of anything. It's just what feels natural to you. And then there's what was nurtured. This is what your family or your uh, your family of origin or whoever you wherever you were at the time of your birth um, and as you were growing up, whatever they supported and you felt like, oh, there's a reward or this makes life easier that will, you'll use those things to keep going in life, even though it's not your nature, it's just what was nurtured. The same is true inside of astrology. I feel like I was a tripping over my words, but I hope that I got that message across clear. <laughs> like I said, it's a crazy episode. But uh, nature versus nature is very, very true inside of astrology. So let's say if you were a Gemini that wasn't really allowed to speak your mind when you were growing up, maybe you were often punished or you also felt like people didn't listen to you. So what's the point? So you learned to not express yourself. And as a result, you may find that now it's really challenging for you to get up in front of people or to say what it is that you have to say. You might even get emotional when you have to confront something. And that's because it the your nature was suppressed. Your desire to actually speak and share your thoughts was not nurtured. And so you learned to to go, go through life with the absence of the nature of who you are. And then that can cause so much inner frustration and inner turmoil, making it more challenging to manifest the things that you want because a large part of why you're here as the Gemini sun is to communicate what's on your heart and mind. And the collective, meaning everyone else, we benefit from hearing the messages that Geminis uh, are here to give us. And so it's important that even though you may feel like, well, I'm not really a communicative Gemini, if you do feel like there was a point where I actually really was, and I do feel like I wasn't supported in that, and so now I just don't feel like it's safe, then that is part of your purpose, it, which is to learn how to find your voice and use it. Now, let's say if you're a Gemini who has no problem talking, a matter of fact, maybe you got a lot of people who are saying, you talk too much. Girl, I get it. I feel it. My heart goes out to you. Part of your purpose may be learning how to let, to leave room for others to be able to also express their point of view. Part of your purpose might be learning how to take all of the collective ideas, the communications that everyone is getting, and then pulling it all together so we can then make moves in the direction of our dreams or of our purpose, right? So that helps us to get an idea of like, okay, if these are your strengths, how do we use this in order to manifest and create what we want? Your sun sign also lets you see your blind spots because when we look at the parts of our chart that tell us, for example, what we may find challenging, like let's say again, you're looking at, let's pick another sign because I'm doing Gemini's a lot right now. <laughs> um, let's pick Virgo. So let's say you're a Virgo sun and one of the things about Virgos, the shadow sides about Virgos is that they can be very, very... Mm, 
well, I guess that's kind of what I'm doing right now. Perfectionistic. <laughs> that would be all part of pretty much all art signs, which is Virgo, Taurus, and Capricorn. Uh, but we like things to be done just right. And we may start a podcast and then stop it and restart it six times because we want it to be absolutely perfect. Even if it's frustrating for us, we want it to be perfect. Now, when you don't know that this energy of like feeling thing, feeling like things need to be perfect is actually a symptom of something else, it's a larger message, message. When you don't know that, you'll find yourself often doing these behaviors that hold you back. They prevent you from being able to move forward. So for example, if I had stopped and said, okay, you know what, forget it. I have done this six times, so now I'm just gonna screw it and I'm gonna say I'm not gonna record, I'm not gonna have a podcast ready for them, like whatever. The question would be, what is that perfectionism holding me back from? Why am I not actually doing this? What am I afraid of? Am I afraid of judgment? Am I afraid that I'm not good enough? Am I afraid that I'm not allowed to kind of be a little bit messy or all over the place? I need to dive into that. And how I can see that is looking at the fact that as a sun sign, an earth sun sign, whether it's Virgo or Capricorn or Taurus, because I have this energy of wanting things to be perfect, that allows me to see this like blind spot that I have of why do I wanna be perfect? Do I think that it's wrong to not have everything all ducks in a row? Is it wrong to sometimes make my words kind of be all over the place, <laughs> right? Why do I feel that way? Where is that actually coming from? And obviously, I don't expect you to kind of figure all of this out on your own. I don't expect you to break this down and be like, okay, well, let me break down what my blind spots are and why I do this. No, that's why I do my birth chart readings because one thing that I know about astrology is that when you are reading these books and trying to figure out what does this all mean about my sun sign being here, my Mars being here, this is in the first house versus the sixth house, what does this mean? It's really confusing. And I also find that many astrology books can be kind of negative and limiting in how they describe things, which I don't like. It's not very empowering. And what I realized about myself is because I have a background in therapy and I was particularly trained to be a strengths-based therapist, which means when I had to explain what was happening with my clients and when I had to express to my supervisor what were the steps that we were working on, I had to use languaging that was empowering for the client. So it taught me to always look for the strength inside of this client. Where is this client overcoming the particular challenge that we've identified in working together? And I love that approach to everything because I feel like that's also, it also helped me to be a little bit more optimistic, but I still rely on that same languaging inside of my birth chart readings that I like to let people feel empowered in being the Virgo, in being the Taurus, in being the Gemini, the Cancer, the Pisces. I don't want you to feel like, well, I guess I'm just doomed because I'm a Libra. Like, no, there's a reason you are a Libra. And part of my job is to help you understand why you're the Libra and how you can use that to to create what you want in this lifetime. This is a map to help support you in that way. And so when we look at, like I said, Okay, well, if I am the earth sign and part of my map is that I tend to be a bit perfectionistic, the question then becomes, 
well, why am I doing that? And what am I getting from this? And where I come in as the birth chart reader is that you don't have to try to figure that out on your own. I walk you through that. I support you in being able to figure out, oh, it's because whenever I was a child, if I didn't do things the exact way that my parents wanted it or the exact way that my teacher wanted it, I would get punished or I couldn't play with the other kids or things like that. And so now it's still manifesting in this particular way. So how do I release this belief so I can now manifest what I want, right? That's where I come in to support you as opposed to, um, one, if you just read a book, they might not give you those practical steps to overcome and they might not even help you to see where it's coming from. Why do you behave in that way? And that's part of your, your lesson. That's part of your life lesson. So knowing your sun sign and knowing it as part of your purpose helps you to be able to identify those blind spots so you can take action. And then, like I said, when you look at where the sun was at the time of your birth, each zodiac sign connects to themes in, in life and in characteristics. And so when we look at what the theme is of that particular sign, it gives us an idea of what are you here to learn from? What are you here to become the master of? That's what we see when we look at the entirety of your chart and when we look at which energies are really, really strong in your chart. Okay, so now let's move on to the second way that you can find your purpose inside of your birth chart, and that is to look at your Saturn or your 10th house. So your 10th house is the house of Capricorn, but it is also the house of purpose, career, achievement, reputation, all of that. So when we look at the 10th house and when we look at Saturn, which the the Saturn is the planet that represents are challenges. It rules over Capricorn as well. It tells us what you're going to find to be the most difficult, uh, sometimes the most uncomfortable. What are the limits that you might even hit? That wall that you feel like, I can't ever get over this thought or this experience and I don't know why. If we look at your Saturn and where it's located, that will give us a window into, into more of that, more of those themes. This also shows us where you might experience great difficulties. Now, here's the thing. Saturn gets a real bad rap. A real bad rap. And here's why. People hate on it because it is the planet of difficulty and because it is the planet of challenges. Now, I am here to be the PR agent for Saturn, okay? And that's because Saturn is heavy in my chart, heavy, heavy, heavy. So I actually love Saturn. I am used to the, its difficulties and its lessons, and I see the beauty in it. The things that you learn to overcome and face in your life are also the things that you become the great teacher of. I know how to face doubt, how to face pessimism, how to face lack of belief. I know how to face insecurities, imposter syndrome, all of that, because I've had to face those fears and come up with a plan to overcome them. I had to face them very early on, yes, because I am the Capricorn, ruled by the planet of difficulties and challenges. A lot of astrologers believe that we choose our birth charts before we are born. And so people who are Capricorns, some people say that 
that we chose that because maybe we had an easier life in a past life, or maybe we just wanted to go through the harsh lessons so we can become the masters of everything. I've heard that joke too. And that I can kind of believe because <laughs> that does sound pretty Capricorn-minded. But the point is, is that it gives being focusing on your Saturn and where it lies. If your Saturn is in the sign of Pisces or if it's in the sign of Sagittarius, it tells us based off of those themes where you're going to find some of the most challenging things. So let's look at Saturn and Sagittarius. Sagittarius is an energy that is all about freedom, all about higher learning. It's also about fun. It's also about honesty, truly being truthful um, and being true to yourself and being independent. And so when you have Saturn, the planet of difficulty in that sign, that says to me that part of your challenges may be that one, you might struggle with finding freedom. You might feel like maybe the earlier part of your life or in the later part of your life that you were trapped by something, trapped by work or, uh, or lack of resources sometimes, but you felt like you were trapped and like you couldn't be your most authentic, truthful self, that you had to hide parts of yourself in order to survive. Maybe it also means that with the Saturn and Sagittarius, education, especially higher education, might have felt particularly challenging for you. And it wasn't that you were not capable of overcoming it, but rather that it just didn't come as easy to you as other things did. So you see how the planet influence it where the planet is it influences what that person is going to to possibly struggle with the beauty is is that when you understand that instead of using that as kind of like an excuse to say well i guess since my saturn is in sagittarius it just means that i'm always going to feel trapped and i'm always going to feel like I'm not smart enough for school or this and this and that. You can use it as permission to face those challenges. So now when you start to recognize, oh man, I feel like I'm betraying myself again. I feel like I'm you know, doing what everybody else wants instead of doing what I want. You can go, oh, oh, this is part of my purpose. This is part of what I'm here to learn is how to find my voice and stay true to my voice, even if no one will stand with me right? So you see how then it makes it a lot easier to face those challenges, or at least for me, it feels a lot easier because now I know this is, this is part of the challenge. This isn't a sign that I failed because I didn't stand up for myself or because I didn't remain true to myself. This is, this is part of why I'm here, you see? And that the more, when you start to actually overcome that, the easier it is for you to become the teacher in that very area that you once found yourself stumbling in, okay? So let's get to number three. Number three is a little less about the birth chart, but notice what feels natural to you in life. So there are gonna be certain things that just feel super easy. They just, uh, easy like a Sunday morning girl. (laughs) And it just feels like, I know how to do this. It feels like I've already done it in another life and I like doing it. That kind of energy is often a sign that this is part of your purpose. This is part of what you do. So like I said, going back to the Gemini, when I meet a Gemini who tells me, man, I really love social media. I love being online. I love connecting with people. It just feels really natural to me. 
I go, of course it would feel natural to you because it's a form of communication. So it is ruled by the energy of Gemini. And so therefore, because maybe you have a lot of Gemini in your chart. So even like I said, if your sun is in Pisces, but you have a lot of Gemini, or if you are the sun sign Gemini, or there's a lot of things, lots of things, I won't get into all of it, lots of things that can contribute to this. But if yes, if you have a lot of Gemini energy in your chart, then you might find that when it comes to your purpose and career or what feels easiest to you, social media and communication, writing and things like that, feels like, oh, this feels like I could do this all day. You probably can, Captain America. Um, <laughs> please tell me you get that joke. Please tell me. Please. I hope you do. All right. <laughs> I can't, can I ever do anything without a, a Marvel reference? You know what I need? I need a laugh track. I need a laugh track. So let me know on Instagram if getting a laugh track would be too cheesy. But I feel like I need it. I feel... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I am my own laugh track, but I mean, just tell me, just tell me. <laughs> the link to my Instagram is below. Don't forget, it's, it's at the Lexi Wilson, T-H-E-L-E-X-I. Don't forget the E. You got it, girl. You got it. Wilson. And let me know if you would listen if I had a cheesy ass <laughs> laugh track. <laughs> anyway, let's move on. Let's move on. Okay. So notice what feels natural to you. Um, another thing, like I said, as the Capricorn, what feels natural to me is I'm very goal-oriented. I love to look at how do we beat this mountain? How do we get to this to the top of our dreams, right? I believe in that because my chart rules over, uh, or not my chart, a lot of parts of my chart are in Capricorn or in the 10th house, meaning that achievement and going for the big goals and being super ambitious is going to feel natural to me and thus is part of my purpose. So, you know, look at what feels natural to you and then you have to be courageous enough to trust it because you don't have to know your birth chart to feel valid in doing what you do. I love using the birth chart because I just felt like for me personally and now professionally, it has made things so much easier. Now that I understand why I do what I do, I don't feel like I need outside validation to explain why I'm passionate about what I do. So for example, when I was a kid, uh, like I shared before, I grew up inside of a cult and one of those things that I was raised to believe was that all of this stuff was not of God. And so I, but it felt so natural to me. It felt so natural. And in a lot of ways, when I would try to understand things through the lens of the Bible, it didn't always make sense to me. I'd be like, well, but that, that doesn't really describe me, but this is saying that it does and it just doesn't sit with me. However, when I started looking on the side, girl, because I had to do a sneaky, okay? Uh, <laughs> when I started looking into astrology, I felt like, oh, this, this explains a lot. You know, I definitely, I feel this, right? And so once I started to look into it, it validated me. And as I got older and was more free and broke free from all of the things inside of the cult, it allowed me to finally own that 
this feels natural to me. Astrology feels natural to me. Now, what's interesting is that then when I started doing birth chart readings, one, my moon is in the eighth house, uh, which can be an indicator of strong psychic abilities and, uh, and an affinity towards mysticism and astrology. In addition to the fact that my Uranus is in Sagittarius, which says in many books that this could be an indicator that I would become an astrologer. Oh, listen. I don't make the rules, sis. <laughs> so for me, it helped give me courage to embody what felt natural to me. Now, it doesn't mean that if I didn't find that validation that I wouldn't have gone off and done what I did. Um, I might have still gone off and done what I did. But the point is, is that I did end up finding out that this this is part of my purpose, is to help people understand what the stars mean and intentionally use it in a practical way. The practicality coming from the fact that I'm a Capricorn. So I want to understand how to use things so we can achieve great things. Does that make sense? As opposed to if I was a Pisces or a Libra, I would have a different use for why I love astrology if I do, or maybe I wouldn't even want to look at astrology. Who knows? So notice what feels natural to you because even without a birth chart reading, you might find that if you have the courage to believe that your intuition is telling you that this is part of your purpose, then you can actually go for it without needing validation from anyone or anything. And lastly, number four is notice what you keep daydreaming about or coming back to. If you find that every time that you feel like you want to give up or you want to quit that job or you want to leave that relationship or you just want to start over. And the first thing you think of is, I want to move to, to Timbuktu or I, this is why I should start my own business and start selling teacups, you know, <laughs> or this is why I need to just go into accounting. I just love numbers. If you find yourself constantly going back to the same ideas, honey, child, Kinda child, and that's child, C H I L E. <laughs> okay, that is an indicator that it's part of your purpose. It's part of why you're here. And notice, this doesn't have to always be career. Me, for example, every time I face difficulty, from the time I was a little girl, I would find myself thinking, "See, this is why." I should move to California. <laughs> I started thinking that at like 14. Don't ask me why, because why? What, like, what is, what is the point? I don't know. But now that I'm here on an energetic level, I understand that this was part of my purpose. And with astrocotography, which maybe one day I'll have a guest in astrocotography that talks about where to live based off of your birth chart. It's girls, it's wild. It's wild. It's so freaking accurate, I can't handle it, okay? Uh, but I live on my Chiron line, which if you don't know anything about astrology, it's all right, girl, you don't, you don't gotta worry about it. The point is, is that this line for me is one where a lot of challenge comes, but a lot of healing comes. And it would make sense that the Capricorn in me would go to one of the hardest placements in my chart to locate, hey, where is it gonna feel the most difficult? And so where am I gonna experience the most powerful form of healing? And that's where I would find myself attracted to, okay? so. 
when you know stuff like, okay, I keep coming back to this particular location, or I know that I keep wanting to work this particular dream job, that is because it is part of your purpose. Now, you may be thinking, well, what if part of my purpose is like, I want to be an actress, but I'm 51 years old. I can't, I can't do that. I have three kids and debt and all the things. So I can't run off and be an actress. Well, is that true? Or is that what society has told you? Do you think that acting has to only be reserved for one particular style? Is it that you want to be an actress? Or do you want to be one particular type of actress? And the reality is, is that you can do anything you want at any time. So there's one side of it that I look at um, I'm trying to remember what the name of this actress is, but there's an actress who literally got her, uh, she was in Black Panther, and she was much, much older. Um, and her, her first, I believe, filmed role was in Black Panther as one of the elders. Now, homegirl would not, I feel like that's disrespectful because she's not a homegirl, she's like a grandma. <laughs> but you know what I mean? So... She could have just said, well, I'm too old. It's over for me. What's the point in trying? But are there not roles that are designed for her? Because if not, then she wouldn't be in that movie, right? And whoever else who might have been uh, destined to be in that movie, if they decided, well, I'm, I'm too old, so I'm just going to give up, now they're not in that movie and said she is. Right. So that's one aspect of it is don't give up on your dreams. You literally can do whatever you want, whenever you want. There's room for you. Samuel L. Jackson. And granted, we know men versus women, totally different things. But let's let's not have that conversation right now. OK, so Samuel L. Jackson, I believe, got his big break when he was like 40 years old, 40 Okay, so there has to be a part of you that doesn't give in to the idea that you're too old or that you're too this or too that. You have to believe it's like, go back to that other episode where I talk about be delusional because you have to be delusional to a certain extent. I'll, I'll put the link to that episode down in the description bar, uh, bar so you can um, check that out after this episode. But you have to have an element of delusionality, if you will, <laughs> if you will so you can actually achieve your dreams. But then too, let's say you don't want to be a Hollywood actress or you don't want to be a Broadway star. Can you not find a community theater and show up there? Believe me, as someone who used to do theater, we need adults. We need people who are willing to play these roles. And how much fun would it be that if you could let go and, and allow yourself to do that, allow yourself to learn lines and to just be seen in that way. And especially if you are uh, an Aries or a Leo or a Sagittarius, my fire sign people, you guys deserve to be seen and you love it anyway. That's part of why you're here. So that desire to, you don't have, you have no idea how many Leo actresses I have met. Okay. <laughs> but Leos are the actress of the Zodiac, <laughs> if you will. Um, so when, when I meet a Leo, he says, I've always wanted to act. And I'm like, of course you do. You're a Leo. <laughs> As a Leo moon, I'm with you. Okay. Uh, so part of your, des you're designed to follow through in this. This is why, like I said, notice what feels natural to you because that natural energy that you feel, that natural desire is also an indicator 
of what you're here to do. So it's not just one random daydream or one random idea. You were designed to go after that. And that desire that you have inside of you to keep going even when it gets difficult, to keep going even when society says you can't, that is there to keep pulling you into the life of your dreams. Not so you can be upset that it hasn't happened yet. So notice, what do you keep daydreaming about? And like I said, bringing it back to myself, I noticed that every single time that I faced difficulty or a breakup or something fell through like a job or an opportunity, I would always find myself going, well, maybe this is it. Maybe I should move to California. And every time I thought it was crazy, I thought it was an insane idea. Like I'm just, it's just a pipe dream. But now being on the other side of that girl who once thought this was truly just a pipe dream, I realized, man, I wish I trusted myself earlier. I wish that I had the confidence earlier because I knew what I was doing. I just didn't have the confidence yet to believe that 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 desire in me was actually a sign that it was part of my purpose. And I'm so grateful um, that eventually I found my way here because I've never truly been happier and more at home in my life and in my body and in my business and in myself. So... With that being said, I hope that this gives you some insight on how to find your purpose inside of your birth chart. I understand that this is a lot of information, and I also understand that astrology can feel a little bit overwhelming. And if you don't know how to break it down so that way it's practical and so you can use it to intentionally manifest, that is where I come in. I would love to be your astrologer. So go to the link down in the description so we can book a call. Uh, There are various types of calls now. So uh, whether it's your first time doing a birth chart reading with me or doing another style of reading, check it out so we can see if, um, so we can see a little bit more about how to find your purpose and how to take action on them. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, last thing. If you really enjoyed today's episode, episode. I've had so many of you all share uh, on Instagram and I really appreciate that because honestly, I mean, the marketing game, honey, honey, it's, it's a journey. So whenever you guys share, that is the greatest marketing ever. And it also just lets me know that this really is making an impact in your life. And so even though this episode is a mess, like I said, we're blaming it on Mercury retrograde. So it's okay. If somebody finds me here, and they're like, this girl is a hot mess, and you still like me anyway, then you belong. (laughs) All right, everyone. Thank you so much for sharing. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, You hear my Chick-fil-A Sprite in the background, so please don't judge me. I told you this is a mess. I will see you all next Tuesday. Have a wonderful day. Oh, and happy new moon that's coming up too, so. Check me out on Instagram. We'll talk about it over there at the Lexi Wilson, and I'll talk to you later. (laughs) Bye.